Hi there. Welcome to episode two of The Marketing Juggle. I'm so glad that you've joined. On The Marketing Juggle, we talk to small business owners about how they use marketing and in particular digital marketing to promote their businesses. My name is Anne Nealon from Nealon Digital, and we work with small businesses to get them more customers and increase sales by using data-driven marketing strategies. Today on The Marketing Juggle, I'm joined by Alison from Chainsmith Bikes in Surrey Hills here in Sydney. Chainsmith specialise in custom-made high-end Italian bikes. So Alison, maybe just to start off with, can you tell me a little bit about your business, who you are, how did it start, those types of things? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, Firstly, thank you very much for having me. I'm really going to enjoy listening to your podcast because it's something that I'm really keen on on listening to with marketing and and general business. So thank you. Um, So Chainsmith is a bike shop. We specialize in Italian custom bikes and we enhance uh, people's experience on the bike. So that includes performance, uh, the aesthetics of the bike as well, but uh, things like speed and particularly their comfort. So we really go out of our way to find unique product uh, and use frame building uh, partners so that we can build a bike around them. So that's our, our predominant core product. Awesome. And uh, how did you get started? Why did you decide? Yes, open so a I've been working in the cycling industry for over 10 years now. And Chainsmith has been, uh, was founded in 2014 with my business partner. Okay. Uh, before that, I actually had a career in arts and wow. completed a PhD. Yeah, something quite, sounds quite random. Um, I had also had a lot of side hustles while I was going through university to get me through selling like secondhand uh, shoes, uh, doing crafts and uh, cabinet making, for instance. So I'd sell on Etsy. Wow. So I had a bit of a business streak, which was really unusual for my family because it comes from, uh, I come from a quite a professional uh, oriented family, doctors, particularly in, in medicine. Uh, okay. So being creative and also wanting to start a business was something quite unusual. And I didn't really have any role models, didn't really consider it, but I always knew that I wanted a business. Uh, Art school was fantastic, but after 12 years, I really burnt out, especially after a PhD and quite a traumatic experience with um, a supervisor. So that's a different story, but I really just needed to get out of the environment. And I'd been riding my bike for years and I just walked into a bike shop and asked for a job and and I got it. So uh, that was kind of the way it began, I guess. My passion was bikes and riding bikes. The feel of the freedom on the bike was really important to me. Awesome. Uh, And, you know, from there I learned everything not to do because uh, funnily enough, the boss of of that particular bike shop just had a a knack for stuffing a lot of things up, particularly with clients, uh, how he acted around clients, how uh, he didn't cater to clients. So uh, with my to be then to be a business partner, we kind of made up a cunning plan of starting our own bike shop and doing everything that he didn't do. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's how we we created Chainsmith. Fantastic. And what do you... What do you love about it? What do you love about your business? What keeps you there? Uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, firstly, our community around us is fantastic. So being surrounded by like-minded people who are really active, um, 
usually really positive thinkers as well yep. um, and wanting to better themselves. That's one of the really good things about uh, owning this bike shop. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, working with craftsmen uh, mm -hmm. is really important too and keeping crafts alive. So frame building, but even the manufacturing of uh, different components that go on the bikes. And there's this really interesting weaving of uh, high tech, you know, high tech um engineering and and also technology in in cycling and yep. then also the historic side of cycling so bringing those two things together to create um our, our clients dream bike is, yep. is fantastic something that we love to do so that's sort of the creative side of me I love that bit of yeah me. that makes sense gosh I bet yeah. when someone walks out you know comes in to pick up their their new bike that feeling of satisfaction for you and for them must be amazing yeah it is it's um it's fantastic we i get the opportunity to take photos of all of the bikes as well which i absolutely love to do um there's this sort of excitement when i get back to the shop after taking photos of um downloading them and seeing yeah. what's happened on the screen so uh the clients will will get one of those as well that's your visual um, arts so you get to combine your visual arts yeah it's it's pretty creative i mean marketing is pretty creative uh yeah. i think so i use all of all of my training in the past now. that's awesome yeah and what what do you wish you could change what don't you like um the I, I don't it's not that I don't like it the only thing I probably would change currently in our business is the space uh, it's okay. just small right basically but because we're in Surrey Hills uh it's very limited on where you can go with a bigger space yeah so we're not really wanting to give up our our position because it's a fantastic spot yeah but that would be the only only negative because there's just so much potential and possibility at the moment in mm. our industry but also in what's going on with you know with lockdowns and and getting out yep. of that yeah um so yeah so that's about the only thing really and what do you what do you wish was easier for as a small business owner like what's hard what's being own own your own business being your own boss what what, what would you change from that point of view what would what do you think uh, uh, that's a really hard question actually it's a good question but a hard one because I don't think anything about running a business is really easy um I think that it's the challenges that keep us on our toes yeah. and that's what I enjoy about it always trying to push push more um push beyond the limits uh, and also your viewpoint and your perspective on things um your clients change so therefore you have to also keep up with things technology changes so you're always having to move forward um and be aware of what's going on around you yes. so in terms of easy I think that's it's I don't ever expect it to be easy that's a great attitude um, to have <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know what other people's attitudes are, but like, I, I mean, I would think it would be rare for someone to say um, they've made X amount of money or they've provided X amount for their clients and it was a super easy job. God, it's never easy. That would, right. Yeah. yeah. But the so. fact, I think what's interesting for me is the fact that you you embrace it and you almost relish in the challenge of, 
of it yeah. that it is a constantly moving beast I think that's such an awesome yeah. attitude and mindset to have oh, thanks <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know I'm the downfall is um you become a workaholic because right. you just want to find the answers for things or find questions that you can find answers to yeah <laughs> so that might be a downfall to that but yeah it's all good <laughs> And how, I mean, obviously my expertise is marketing and that's where we, we're going to start to maybe talk about now is how do you promote or advertise your business? How do people find out about you? Uh, so I've been, I've spent a lot of time um, intuitively and also uh, with pen in hand as to working out who our customer is and where okay. they're located yep so I've tried to make my job a little bit easier by trying not to be on too many platforms or you know across the board on too many too many um things where I kind of lose my concentration and focus so uh I predominantly use Instagram. Like I said mm -hmm. before, our clients really love uh, photos of bikes, which yep. it's like hashtag bike porn, if you look at <laughs> what I mean. It's good um, to have a hashtag that works. Everybody <laughs> knows. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so definitely Instagram works for us. I do tinker with Facebook as well. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't particularly personally like some of the mediums, but for business, it's really important. <clears throat> and then I actually find email incredibly powerful. Okay. So, so those are my three absolute main mediums. Yep. Um, but there's plenty of other ways too. Like, I mean, even if you if we're not talking digital, um, I also have brochures. Um, we've got branding with bags, with uh, things we wrap, like paper that we wrap with, um, you know, all those um, mm -hmm logos or that sort of way to advertise to it's all promoting and advertising isn't yeah. it like that, that's the thing we people focus in on the digital aspects of it but it's yeah. anywhere really and it's anytime a person comes in contact with you is really an opportunity to promote and they like, yeah. can't really be separated yeah correct like we do uh shop rides and we have ride leaders and uh they also wear the product and they use the the bike brands that we have so that that's another way that's uh definitely not digital but which has a lot of success as well yeah great they can share exactly their experiences on the bike and and wearing the clothing or using the components so it's important that's awesome and that's you know it's that whole big picture part isn't it every everything every element plays a role um, yeah. there's no one thing that you go yeah this is the what this is how I get my customers there's so many there's all the different pieces that work together yeah correct yeah definitely and also I mean you could put all your eggs in one basket but there's risks of doing that as well uh like ownership of your information and your photos on a platform or even um, a shift in where your customers sit at uh so yeah it's good to to have a few options to mix it up yeah. And how much of the marketing do you do yourself versus outsource? Uh, so I have tried outsourcing, particularly with content, right? Okay. Which, uh, you know, I've had hit and miss. Some of it's really terrible, but ours is a really particular uh, and very technical, can be very uh, technical knowledge and skill. Yeah. Yes. So if I get someone to write on a particular topic and they don't have that skill, it's still a lot of work for me to weave uh, into it. So yeah, it be, right. Well, I imagine that might be the same with across the board and in different industries. So, and then I've had some some good experiences, but 
ultimately when I get someone else to write content for me, uh, it's, it's definitely not from me. Like, you yeah. Know. And I get clients coming in telling me that they've read my articles and, um, and, or even they write to me to thank me for, it's really it, writing articles is an absolute joy. I really enjoy it. Yep. Um, and yeah, the response and the feedback from that is is pretty amazing. So I just feel like, you know, a lot of the readers will notice um, that it's from someone else. So that's something that I tried and I haven't been real successful with that. <laughs> uh, so I, I do all of our marketing. Yep. Um, I wear a lot of hats and marketing is just one part of the role, but yep. I would definitely be the best qualified at our work to do it. Yeah. And, and if you enjoy it, if you enjoy yeah. it and you... Yep see the results and correct it works then you there's no point you know if you've got the time and the capacity to do it and you can prioritize it then that's awesome yeah yeah I agree I think yeah yeah and we talked a bit about you know all the different types of marketing that you do for your business is there anything that works better than other things or are they all playing their role uh they all do feed onto one another, but I think um, when it's probably the three mediums that I use, so mostly Facebook, Instagram, and, and email, is for existing customers. Okay. And uh, I think that there is room for improvement to attract new customers and also customers outside our location. Okay. So across Australia, for instance. Yeah. Uh, and that's one area that I'll be looking into and probably including like paid advertising, et cetera, which I haven't done. So we've got quite a good, strong following without having done any of that. It's all been yep. purely organic. I guess uh, they came from somewhere though. So, you know, yeah. yep. they were, they were all new customers at some point. Yeah, this is true. Um, it's hard to also measure uh, how many are referred as well, but we get a lot of clients coming through or telling us that they've been referred to people by people. So yeah, I think if I had to nail one down, though, I would never only put all the eggs in that basket. No, email, email. Yeah, really, it's it's really interesting, and I know, uh, and I have read that uh, people don't mind if you email them more and more and more like several times a week I haven't broken that yet because I still have that thing where I you know um I you know you can say too much sometimes and also it's quite a lot of work to do it is a lot of work um so yes I've got to kind of got to get my time organized a little better for that but um yeah it is there's there's a lot of feedback from that that I've received where email would work the best I think Mm. Instagram is consistent it's consistent yeah yeah, yeah they play a different role I guess yeah they Instagram's do. that inspiration oh what a great yeah. bit of like porn yeah. that I'm looking at yeah versus emails a bit more information a bit of a deeper dive maybe yeah yeah correct it really depends on the message that you're trying to put yeah and that, I guess that's the interesting thing with digital marketing is every channel is important but it also plays a different role in what you're yeah. trying to do yeah. And I also think too, just coming back to email, yeah. um, I don't think people, if you add value and what you say is interesting and relevant to them, I don't think people see it as spam. Yeah, correct. I, that's that's the key. And it's yeah. it's it's not easy though, again. Gosh no. <laughs> Gosh, no. 
didn't know exactly what your what your um, email base wants. Yes, is is difficult. But also, like I had a really wide range of clients because when we started, we're right on a bike lane, so we were getting a lot of commuters, mm-hmm. and they're across the board from you know they'd be owning secondhand bikes to. Um, to bikes that they paid $250 for, for instance. Um, and we really were, from the start, wanting to push into road bike territory and also yeah. high-end road bike territory. But at the time when we started, we really needed just to cater for everyone. You yeah. know? So, so we had a really wide base and mm-hmm. I got over the fact that that's dwindled probably our email base to half of what it was yeah. and now I'm actually happy when it reduces more and more because the yeah. funnel is tightening and it means that I'm able to write content that is really nailing what a particular client will need or want yeah um so I'm answering a question for someone that that values it yeah yeah so, yes. um, do you do any segmentation of your database, like send different content to different different groups? Not at this point, no. Um, it's been quite difficult uh, using uh, different uh, programs right. for me because I, I'm I'm definitely not trained in this area. I just want <laughs> everything myself. Yeah. Um, so it's taken quite a long time. And yes, I can. I have got actually segments. Um, in my in the program but at this point I just feel like it's I've got one client that I really want to talk to yeah and that one client is you know I can happily um put everyone in that basket at have the a moment. good conversation yeah. and if they're not in that basket well you don't really yeah I, not who you yeah, serve yep correct yeah. yeah yeah okay what do you like what do you enjoy about marketing what do you like the best the creative side of it, obviously, can, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and even as I asked that question, <laughs> you can really you can choose uh, to speak to anyone about any topic, and in any way uh, that you you desire. Like it's it's crazy the capability of how we can speak with people now, mm-hmm. um, and you know I can, as I said before, I do photography. Um, and I also do quite a bit of graphics. Um, I'm I'm also wanting to start a podcast. I had started, but I've got to get back into that. You know, there's so many different ways that that you can speak with your audience. It's yeah. Insane. So yeah, just the creativity. Yeah. And what what don't you like about marketing? Uh, oh, the organisation. I find it really really difficult to plan things. It's okay something that you absolutely must master I feel and um I'm someone who really does live by the seat of the pants <laughs> <laughs> the problem brain versus that, right brain yeah seriously and the problem with that is that you're always putting out fires mm-hmm. so uh it's just not I would never advise anyone to work that way I if you know, I think the perfect marketer would would be able to have, you know, I mean, viewers, uh, sorry, um, listeners cannot see this, unfortunately, but I'm holding up content creators planner. And I've owned this, I've got four of these planners, and you know, I've owned them for 
18 months and I've probably filled one out once. <laughs> not you're either a planner so or you're it's not. Just, yeah, I think it's really, but, but that's, um, that's one of the things that I wish that I could fix about myself would be to be more of a planner. I think yeah. you're very hard on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but I think it would make life, as you said, easier. <laughs> Make life easier as a planner yeah. myself. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a bit of jealousy there when it comes to that. Kind of to keep on top of though, you know, then there's all those channels and all those messages, and you know, it, yeah. It is, I like what you said. I don't think you're alone in feeling like you're someone who always put, is putting out fires. Yeah, yeah. I, I you get addicted to it. That though, that's um, I think that's the condition. putting out fires. Someone, yeah, it's like someone like the eternal warrior, and you end up being addicted to that. You know, holding that onto that, and it's not necessary. It's actually a bit of a wasted energy. So you like a bit of drama. Yeah, yeah. That's there are true. people who like drama and yeah, thrive on drama. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I I I don't. I just like I. <laughs> you know, my husband would agree that it is drama uh, you know you pick up your keys and then you lose them and you realize they're in your pocket and it's been <laughs> 10 minutes of everyone running around the house trying to find them sort of thing <laughs> so anyway my, my my marketing is a a bit more on point when you actually look at it from an outsider perspective but uh yeah as long I think the crucial thing is as long as the message is there and as long as you're clear about what you're trying to share, then what happens behind the scenes certainly doesn't matter. No, it's <laughs> just how much of the stress you, you're prepared yeah, to live that's with. It. That's it. It's true. Very true. Yeah. So what are your future goals for your business? Where is it heading and how is marketing going to fit into achieving those goals? Uh, so we... We've always been headed that way and it's just becoming clearer and clearer. So the custom uh, side of things and consulting. So okay, so custom-made bikes, but yeah, made yeah, to measure, yeah. if you correct. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Um, and even the apparel, you know, has elements of customization, the shoes as well. So so that's really where we're headed. Awesome. Um, and, you know, just... There's a real trend in that in all sorts of industries yeah, yeah there is there is yeah yeah um, and really just deepening our relationships with our business partners with our brand partners yep uh so unfortunately at the moment we can't travel overseas but we've been using a lot of zoom and whatsapp yep. and different methods to keep in contact with them which has actually been really good yeah uh, we'll probably keep in more contact with them now than we did before but um you know with the italians it's always good to be face to face yeah yeah we miss the food too <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course you do that's so funny <laughs> so what has COVID taught you about marketing like what have you learned what have you changed in the last 18 months when you've had to deal with this particularly in a retail setting like you are yeah uh so when COVID came we already knew in many ways what to expect because we know so many people including David's family who's in Italy my business partner right um so we we preempted what was going to happen in Australia and we're pretty quick to close the shop we we actually closed it sooner than other shops around us did and we right. pulled everything to the front so when it came to marketing um physical marketing we yep. actually uh changed the look 
of the store so you can right. actually point at what you wanted or be served at the door and see everything yeah, great. it's really different from up for us yeah and our marketing also changed in in what we were showing so there was a lot more product base um, yep. and a lot more positivity as well mm-hmm. so I think that COVID what it's shown is that uh, it's really important to use it as a vehicle to stay connected to your community yeah and that's it's more important than just an advertising tool or even as an advertising tool is just to make sure, especially with us, because we have a real uh, community around us and that we've also participated in creating when it comes to writing. So we had a lot of people who uh, are single, they live on their own and they use their bike as as their outlet uh, socially as well. Mm -hmm. That's a really integral part of of writing is the social aspect. Even if you don't know the rider that's beside you, you can have a pretty good conversation while you're on the bike. And and you don't have to think about things. You can really just lose yourself in, in that absolute moment when you're riding. Yes. So, so they, you know, a lot of people lost um, that social interaction, the physical aspect of riding as well during during both lockdowns, really, because we're, we're yeah. limited to 10 kilometres now and only one other person. <laughs> so, yeah, so we learnt, we learnt to use, um, you know, uh, digital marketing, particularly in a different way of, of communicating. Yeah. I really like your point about using it to stay connected. Mm, because yeah. I feel like people can see through like full on sales stuff now. And that's, that's what they look for in online and digital communications is that sense of uh, I know you and you know me. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that you've picked up on that, that that's what you like. That's awesome. Because I think that is what will stand you in good stead with maintaining that community yeah we um at one point like I sent out an email just to touch base with everyone and say look if you just want to call into the shop call the shop and just say hi how are you going and yeah it doesn't have to be about you know it can be about bikes if you want it can be about anything um but basically saying like it doesn't have to be about to buy product and the amount of emails that came in just saying thanks I really needed to hear that was um, was really touching Yeah. yeah Yeah, and they know, you know, because they know who writes the email. I don't sign it off as just uh, Chainsmith or mm. you know, just, uh, just don't sign it off. So I, I say who I am. They know who I am, so they can they can touch base with me. It's massive, isn't it? Just that per feeling like they know you. Yeah, like yeah. that's the power of digital, right? Is yeah. in the past you was right. you were stuck to your local geography of the people who could come in, but now people yeah. all over the world can know who you are yeah correct yeah even I mean LinkedIn is another medium I use it's not it's not the greatest uh for our store and for our clients but that is definite with LinkedIn I can keep in touch with people from different um brands as well yeah. uh yeah. and know what what people are up to up technology to. wise so it's pretty yeah cool. yeah yeah So what advice, you know, people who are listening, who aren't as confident as you are with their marketing and their digital marketing, what advice would you give them? Uh, So if I was just starting out again, I would definitely hone in on exactly who I'm here for Mm -hmm. in my brand. You know, who am I speaking with and really define it uh, down to what they look like, where they hang out, what they read, what they watch 
you know, because if you know your client, your ideal client through and through, yeah, uh, you can predict where they want to be and what they want to do, then you really know how to market and what the best way to market will be. Yeah. Um, because they have questions that need to be answered, you know, so so then you can figure out what those questions are and you can you can answer them the best way yeah. possible. Yeah, great. Um, so, yeah, I would just say know exactly who you are and who you are serving. Yeah, that would be the biggest. Okay. Awesome. From there. Anything else you want to add or talk about? Uh, one thing I probably would also mention is that it's very easy if you're in a particular industry, I'll use mine as an example, of course, so cycling industry, to look at what your competitors are, competitors are doing um, or even people you're aspiring to be and to replicate or yes. to do something as a reaction to what they're doing. Um, I rarely ever look what our competitors are doing because I'd actually don't think we do have that many competitors. We're a really unique space. But, yes. but I, I actually look more at what my clients would be looking at. So, for instance, if it's um, high-end cars, um, you know, guns, shoes, tailored suits, that yeah. sort of thing. So I, I don't look at my competitors. I look at my clients and I look at what they're looking at. That's awesome enjoy, advice. Yeah, what they enjoy looking at. And I would I would start also your branding on that sort of line rather than being intimidated by, by um, so-called competitors or by following certain competitors in your own industry. That's, that is such good advice. Hmm. That's a really, you know, we hear stay in your lane, but yeah. like the way you've articulated it there, that brings to life what stay in your lane really means. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't like this feeling of competition either. I try and avoid feeling like that. I like to figure out how we can work together because mm -hmm. we're all in it there's plenty of people out there who who are in need yeah um, and we all serve differently so to yeah. me it's not just because we've got a bike shop we you know three or four bike shops within six kilometers of us for instance yeah uh, doesn't mean anything to me that's it's a great attitude because you can get hung up on it mm -hmm. you can get involved yeah. in a race to the bottom on price yeah. or yeah. service yeah. Mm -hmm. so smart so smart yeah. I love it <laughs> <laughs> oh, we must talk again. We must. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much. That uh, was so great. All right. Thank you. Hearing how you're using digital marketing, all the best with your growth plans and take it easy. I'll talk to you soon.